Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy? And now, a special Father's Day edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff. Cliff, give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Here is the host of Birthday Boy Podcast, the one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Oh my god. I like your boots. They're just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Toggling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Black, Cliffy. The biggest one yet. Cliffy. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. I like your rubric. Hello? Oh, please, degrade me. Weepness. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Weepness. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious in my mouth. Hey, firewoman. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Where's the fire? Toggle, your balls. You're a smoker. The oatmeal tasting booth. You should quit smoking. Toggling your balls. Toggle, your balls. Okay. Baby butter boy. <laughs> the biggest man's the best. All right, everybody. Let's do it. Cliffy. For the Cliffy. Holiday spectacular. Your yes. grandmother just told me the good news. There is good news because it's Father's Day, and I felt like it. Cliffy. We've got a bonus. The fifth episode of the Birthday Boy podcast. What? Birthday Boy on Father's Day? Well, that's unbelievable. Womack style. Oh, man. All right. Let's get this music off. I like that tune. I don't know. Honestly, I spent more time making that intro than anything else. That's probably going to be the... I've spent the last hour, maybe more than that, maybe an hour and a half making that intro. And uh, that that took up more time than I thought. I, I just planned to sit down and record a podcast and then be done with it. And yet, here we are. An hour or so into the day, and nothing has been recorded until just right this very second. I can tell you, it's been an hour and 48 minutes. It's been an hour and 48 minutes. How do I know that? Because uh, I sat down at my desk, and I put on King of the Ring 1994, uh, which, of course, is 25 years ago. It was on Father's Day 1994. Today's Father's Day 2019. And uh, I find the King of the Ring, WWF King of the Ring 1994, is an underrated uh, WWF pay-per-view extravaganza. 
and I just checked the time, and it's been playing for an hour and whatever I said. Hour and 40, what did I say? Hour and 48 minutes? I've watched almost the entire pay-per-view while I've just, just putting together this, almost two hours putting together that stupid intro. Which means maybe I should use that more than just for this podcast. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. We'll see how I feel. And I know that if Cliffy is listening, which he's not, I'm sure he's not listening. Hey, Cliff, fuck you. See if he responds. If I get a note back from Cliffy, I'll know he's listening. And that's how I know he's not listening, because I'm not going to get a note back from Cliffy. Even though he's he's such a prominent fixture of this. There's one... There's one common, uh, one one constant on these on these podcasts, and that's a Cliffy voicemail. And today will be no different, even though it's a birthday boy podcast on a Sunday, on Father's Day. It's Father's Day, boy. So I just, I don't know. I just felt like it. I, it's a rainy day, and uh, the kids, uh, the kids were hogging the TV. I wanted, I wanted to actually play some video games, and I still plan to. I still will spend a good chunk of this day playing video games. Uh, but they were, yeah, they were having a good time playing playing games on the uh, on the TV. I wanted to play some bre- what's it called? Is it Breath of the Wild? Yeah, some Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. I just got back. I hadn't played it since last August. I find most of the Zelda games I can't finish them because I'm just not interested enough. They're just I, they're great games, but they're too boring. They're they're too I don't know. There's just something that's never clicked with me in Zelda. The last Zelda game that I completed with this was the Super Nintendo Zelda, the Link to the Past, back in the early '90s on Super Nintendo, SNES. And uh, you know, this Breath of the Wild came out on the Switch a few years ago, and I, I played it a lot when it first came out, and I haven't touched it since August. And then I just started playing it. It, it was a rainy day earlier this week, and it just it was one of those great days. It, it made me think of uh, playing Nintendo with my friends, like the, the video game party at Shimo's back in the day, the fifth grade, uh, or excuse me, uh, the third grade birthday party back in the day. And so I, I picked it back up. I said, I'm going to try, I'm going to give this Zelda another try. I'm going to actually try to get as far in this game as I can, even though it takes, you know, it takes forever. Uh, so that's what I want to play today, but I don't want to play it in the handheld mode. I want to play it on the TV, and that's what I'm going to do. But right now, the kids are playing games on the TV, and I just thought, you know, let's make a podcast. What what the fuck, right? What the fuck? So here I am. I'm making a podcast, and I want... <laughs> so a couple of things that I wish to share with you is... Um... Oh, yeah, and I realized as I was listening back to Friday's podcast, as I was ranting about banana splits, I was Kimmy was listening with me, and I said, oh... Is that why they call them banana splits? Because you split the banana down the middle. Which would explain why there were such strict rules whenever I had to make a banana split when I worked at Shitty Stewart's and I would have to split it down the middle. What an idiot. I'm so dumb. It takes me, it literally takes decades for me to pick up on something. Oh man, this job sucks. I'm going to get banana splits. Why are they making me split this banana down the middle for this banana split? I still don't understand what kind of fucking asshole gets a goes to an ice cream place and gets a banana split. A nice piece of fruit is just what the doctor ordered for this ice cream. Oh Christ! So uh, I got <laughs> I got some uh, some feedback. So evidently, it turns out that many of my friends and family uh, who are adults wear sports jerseys. 
Uh, so I would just like to re- reiterate my stance on sports jerseys. I think they're great, and I think everybody should wear them, and nobody looks ridiculous in them ever, especially when you're not playing for the team, especially when you sit in the stands watching athletes playing a game, and when they win or they lose, you say, oh, we won, or we lost, or we traded so-and-so, or we just picked up so-and-so, or we're on the road this week. Oh, we won. We're We're top of the division. Which is, you should definitely say that too, because, you know, you're just as important as the people on the field, which is why you should wear the jersey. You're just as crucial to the success and failure of that team as the people in the field. Sitting in a seat for three or four hours watching the game is just as important, if not more important, than the people actually playing the game on the field or the court or the ice. So, therefore, wearing a jersey and sitting in a chair while action happens around you that you're not taking part of is just as important, if not more important, than that action. So definitely uh, keep wearing the jerseys. Uh, keep saying we when a sports team wins that you have uh, very little to do with other than watching those teams play. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's exactly just re- reiterating exactly my stance from Friday's show. So, yeah, Shimo sent me a picture with uh, with himself and his dad in their Mets jerseys at a Wrigley Field last summer, watching the Cubs and the Mets. Uh, Carl, my buddy Carl, reached out and uh, on Facebook. Love the podcast. I will not never apologize for wearing a jersey, and nor should you. Nor should you, because again, without you sitting on your couch in a jersey. Uh, how could you? How could the teams even stand a chance without knowing that all all those adult males are sitting at home with their jerseys and or jorts and uh, and supporting the team? So keep doing it. It's the it's literally the most important contribution that is made to any successful sports franchise in any given year. That's that's just science. Those are just facts. So we uh, we had a. We had a fun little Saturday yesterday. Saturdays are, you know, they're good. I like I like it because uh, my Cam is playing golf at the Y, and uh, I think I'm, I think I I feel like I've already said this, and I, I shoot hoops for forty five minutes or so while she's having her golf lesson. I put lesson in air quotes. I don't know if it's a lesson. It's just like there's a guy who's saying you know hit the ball and then you know. Mm-hmm. You want like a real lesson, you go to a country club and have a have the pro, have the professional golfer who works there in the pro shop give you a lesson. That's a lesson. This is like, hey, 40 bucks to pick up golf clubs that are made out of plastic and have big giant club faces. But they like it and they have fun. It's on the turf. It's a good time. And uh, this kid that we call Lil Golfy wasn't there yesterday. He's a fucking, this son of a bitch, last, last week he said something I don't know, something just some douchey thing he said to Cam and she fired right back at him and told him he sucks. Something like that. I don't I don't know the exact words. I don't remember. But he's he's the worst kid in the whole group. There's like eight of them. And this he's he's that he's that kid who comes in with his own even though they tell you don't bring your own golf clubs, just show up. We've got the equipment. Use our equipment. It's purely this is for beginners, kids who have never ever Taken, played golf, anything, and so this kid, of course, shows up 
with his golf bag, and he's got his old socks hiked up to his knees, and he's got his shorts down to his knees, so it just looks like he should be wearing pants. But, uh, you know, Einstein McGolfy decided I'll wear socks up to my nuts and shorts down to my ankles, and that's, that's great. And they're inside, too, so, you know, got to watch out for those indoor ticks, I guess. I'm not sure. But he sucks. This kid sucks. I've watched all the kids. You know, none of the kids are that great because they're just starting out. Some kids are better than others, probably clearly have played before. You know, one kid at, at first, uh, you know, had uh, Earl Woods standing on the sidelines, you know, swinging his arms, trying to give him tips. Like, yeah, dude, it's fucking it's Saturday at the Y. Just cool your Jets, man. And a little golf. He's got his little golf bag. He brings it out there, and he's terrible. He barely hits the ball. If he does hit the ball, you know, it, 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 it takes him it takes him an hour and a half to retrieve it. I don't know why. I just what he runs around this turf. He's the littlest one out there, so yeah. So he's probably the youngest too, and he sucks. He really is terrible. The whole class is just waiting on this kid to retrieve his ball. I think he he thinks that he's pretty funny when he's doing that. He's running around. I think he's trying to do some comedy, picking up his ball. It takes forever, and it's like we're all paying for our kids to take this fucking ball golf class. And little little golf, he's running around. He sucks, and then he sucks. He sucks at hitting the ball. He sucks at retrieving the ball. He sucks at everything. So. He told he said something to Cam about not being able to hit, even though Cam's doing a great job hitting the fucking golf ball. I'm like, well, holy shit, you know, it's it's for a beginner, it's pretty damn pretty damn good. And you know, she doesn't uh, she doesn't hit every single one. There's a few swing and a misses. Well, that's to be expected. If I if I went out there and tried it right now, I haven't played golf in a decade. I would I would be worse than all of those kids, except little golfy. I'd be better than him. Yeah, so this bastard said something to Cam, and she, but she gave it right back to him, and uh, you know, said, you know, she, he said something like "you suck." She said something back to him like, "not as much as you," and that was it. I was happy that he wasn't there yesterday. It was just Cam and one other dude, and they so they got to really play a lot. And I was shooting hoops, having a good old time, lots of fun. Nobody goes to this YMCA because it's brand new, so you've got the whole place to yourself. It's awesome. After that, I had promised the kids Friday night that we would go to the trampoline park because we have summer passes to go to the trampoline park. And then Friday night rolled around, and I said, let's not go to the trampoline park. Let's go. I mentioned in the last podcast, let's go see. We were going to go to the trampoline park Friday night and then go see Aladdin at Chunky's. Well, we didn't do either of those things because I said, let's pick one. It's too many things to do on a Friday night. We decided on Aladdin. By the time I... it's entirely my fault I was I did the podcast and then realized holy shit we have to go by the time we got there of course it's a Friday night couldn't see by the time we by the time we got into the theater uh, all the seats were taken couldn't see any of the seats that were open we would have had to split up but it's, it's not worth it so we got a refund and didn't do anything for we went to we went out to dinner Friday night uh, that's yeah, we went to the Country Tavern, normally one of our favorite restaurants here in Nashua, New Hampshire. And uh man, it was really disgusting. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what happened. I usually I get the same fucking thing every time. They have a great cheeseburger. My cheeseburger was gross, dude. And I thought, I don't know, maybe it's I, I don't know. I couldn't tell I couldn't tell what was wrong with it, but it wasn't that good. And we had a bad time. We had a bad time with burgers a few weeks ago. Cam and I went to this place called Bentley's. Bentley's Roast Beef on Amherst Street on the way home from golf one day. And I got a, a chicken salad sub. They make a pretty damn good chicken salad. 
It's it's not quite as good as Al's chicken salad in Boston, but it's it's pretty close, surprisingly close. And on the kids' menu, they have hamburgers. So Kim get, uh, Cam got a cheeseburger. And then the next day, uh, she was puking her guts out, and I had a few bites of that cheeseburger, and it didn't taste so great. And I wasn't feeling too hot the next day either. I, I don't know what it is. And then so now I'm now I'm afraid to go to any of these places. And and there's a lot of I, I don't know what's going on with New England and roast beef. Like every other restaurant is has roast beef in the title. Giovanni's roast beef, Bentley's roast beef. Everything's roast beef. Pano's roast beef. All these places it's roast beef. It's just like mountains of roast beef all over New England. They talk about like lobster and seafood in New England. It's fucking roast beef that everybody loves. And I there's nothing wrong. When I was a kid, I loved roast beef. I still enjoy I enjoy a good roast beef sandwich from time to time. Not that often. That's not that great, but they're good. Roast beef's tasty. If you have a really nice thing of roast beef, a nice roast beef sandwich. Uh but I don't think I can go to any of these places anymore that have roast beef in the title. I don't know. Even though it was a hamburger, it wasn't roast beef. I, I, the fact that Cam got really sick and and I felt really shitty but I think I think the only reason I didn't get sick is I have an iron stomach from eating so much roast beef over the course of my life which is probably why a lot of New Englanders go to these places and don't get sick because they've got just big mounds of roast beef lining their stomach and I remember when I was a kid roast beef sandwiches and there were a few times that uh, you know my my dad would make me a roast beef sandwich for lunch at school and I would be at school the next day and it you know, roast beef, bread, mayonnaise, lettuce. Pretty simple. There were a couple times at school I'd take a few bites of my roast beef sandwich and think, ooh, it's not, uh, it's not so great. And uh, I was just talking to Kim yesterday, and I was saying, you know how sometimes you get roast beef, and it's sometimes there's little, there's little patches that are supposed to be green? She's like, there's not supposed to be patches of green on roast beef. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that explains a thing or two, because uh, I remember a few patches of roast beef. I would take a bite into a roast beef sandwich, and then take a look at it, and some color was uh, not quite what you'd expect roast beef color to be. So, I'm pretty sure I spent a good deal of my childhood and my teen years eating uh, eating funky beef. Funky roast beef, man. <laughs> and that's why I go to a place like Bentley's Roast Beef, and I can gobble down a roast beef sandwich or a chicken salad sandwich or have a few bites of Cam's disgusting burger and it really didn't taste very good. It tasted it did taste undercooked, but I don't care. I just eat it anyways. Cuz I've got a whole stomach lined with roast beef. I've got my stomach is lined with funky beef, so I can eat funky beef and nothing really bad happens. Cam as a youngster who's generally eaten well, we give her she loves fruits and vegetables. We've tried to give her healthy meals most of the time. And uh, certainly, I don't think we've put any funky beef into her system. Not that I know of. And if she if she took a bite of funky beef, she'd put it right back. So I've had a lifetime of eating funky beef. And therefore, I go to a place like Bentley's Roast Beef and nothing bad happens to me. But Cam gets sick to her stomach and then I have to stand there holding her hair all day long on a, on a Sunday or a Saturday, whatever it was. That's as much detail as, as is needed. So... So, what was my point? Roast beef. Yeah, so we went to uh, Country Tavern on Friday. And uh, even with my funky beef-lined stomach, I had this burger. And it wasn't it wasn't so great. 
and then everybody was in a bad mood. Cam was in a bad mood. I think because I think everybody was just hungry. I realized I didn't eat. I did this podcast. I worked through lunch, so we're all just starving and miserable. And we just sat there, staring at each other, like punching, you know, having a, a clenched fist, our right hand clenched, and a, our left hand was open, just going like that, just staring at each other, kind of like I don't know, like The Shining. And then, of course, once we got our food, everything was great. Oh, I mean, my food was not great. Everybody else's food was fine, tasted good. So we didn't go to Aladdin or the jump park, but we did go yesterday on the way home from golf. We stopped at the trampoline park. And like I mentioned, I got these kids, uh, these uh, summer passes for launch trampoline park. And so I bought the passes a few weeks ago. We just didn't, you know, it's summer passes. We didn't get to use them in April or in May. We just didn't. And so we got to use them yesterday and we're going to use them probably every day because school is out in a couple days. And we're probably going to use them every day that we are here in town until September 2nd when those passes expire. What I didn't know is there's a new pass. It's called a basic pass. I didn't know that. It starts today and it goes through September 2nd and they're each $20 cheaper. So this was brought to my attention when I went. We went to the trampoline park after golf and I walked up to the lady and I said, yes, excuse me. We would like to jump for an hour. Here's their passes. And she goes, she says, ah, is it, uh, you have, what kind of pass is it? I'm like, what do you mean? It's a summer pass. Yeah, but what kind of summer pass is it? And she's got like, I love, I love the Boston accent. And generally speaking, I love the New England accent. But there's like a New Hampshire there's like a good New Hampshire accent, and then there's like the Trampoline Park New Hampshire accent, which I think it's similar to New York, where if you go a little too far up in New York, you get that, you know, you've got like the New York accent, like downstate New York City accent, you know, the Brooklyn accent, blah, 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 Long Island, all that stuff. And there's various different little little accents around the state. And then you go up into the North Country, into the mountains, and you get something that's like a cross between like a Canadian accent and a person with severe brain damage accent. Like if you, if you've ever seen escape from Danamora, the husband, you know, they talk like this. Oh yeah. I got to get the, uh, the USA gold light one hundreds. Oh, you gotta go to stores and get my, uh, Dinty Moore chip beef, cream, corn beef, there and uh, get up to the mountains there, get my cigarettes there, and uh, hey, uh, and uh, so New England has something like that, where it's like this, or New Hampshire has a similar thing, I think, where it's like it's kind of a New Englandy accent, but it's kind of like a Canadian accent, but it's also kind of like a brain damage accent. Like the first time I heard it was I was at the drugstore getting something, and they had those candy bars that are like two pieces in one wrapper. So there's like, instead of king size, it's like two regular size. And they had them like stacked up, stacked up in a way that the top, you know, they were, they were one candy bar on top of another. So in, within the wrapper, it was kind of bending and falling over. They had them stacked up sideways, I guess. And this woman in front of me in line was really worried. She's like, what's going on with those candy bars? I think they're melting in the sun. You gotta move the candy bar out of the way. And I'm like, is she really? She can't be that stupid. 
and I'm not connecting an accent with stupidity. I'm just connecting stupidity with stupidity. And she happened to have a ridiculous New England, New Hampshire accent. Like, candy. Oh, I'm worried about those candy bears. Well, okay. If you're worried about candy bars, your life's going pretty well. Anyway, so this... Uh, and there's a regular pass. And there's this kind of pass. I'm like, what? Okay, so she explains to me, and I'm obviously butchering her accent. I mean, I'm butchering it in the way that, you know, I don't. I'm from New York, so I speak the Kings. And so it's, it's uh, you know, a little more difficult to uh, <laughs> to, uh, to speak the, uh, the New Englander accent. Because uh, I'm, f- I'm from a place where it's scientifically proven that the, the individuals have bigger brains than everybody else. Come on. I kid. I kid because I love, I love New England. I love the New England accent. I love New Hampshire. I love Boston. I love, Ma- I, it's, it's great. I love all of New England. I mean, except, you know, Connecticut, but that is, is that really New England? I know it's technically New England, but it's like, you know, you took the worst of New England and the worst of New York and just put it into this little rectangle down at the bottom, just stuck it down there. How am I doing? Am I, I'm not trying to offend I just, uh, yeah, I mean, as, as we've learned, as we keep going along uh, here on the Birthday Boy podcast, we learn what a fucking piece of shit I am. So I, you probably know me by now anyways. It's, I can't be that big of a surprise. Anyways, so she's going on and on about the regular. Pa- I'm like, okay, so, so the pass that I bought for $59 goes from April to September. You're telling me that there's a pass. And she's explaining that there's another pass called the basic pass. That goes from June 16th till September. I'm like, oh, and it's $20 less. Okay. And she's like, yeah, you haven't used your pass yet. I'm like, great. So can I, how about I, can I exchange that for the other one? And she goes, no, sir, there's no refunds here, sir. I'm like, no refunds? Then can I, can I ask you then, why, why can't, why, why are you telling me about the other pass? I've clearly come in here with a pass. It obviously doesn't matter if I have the the one pass or the other pass. I obviously have a pass, and I'd like to activate that pass so that my kids can jump on the goddamn trampolines for an hour, and I get the fuck out of here because the stench of feet is already stinging my nostrils so bad that I need to go like dip my head in a toilet to feel better. Why are you telling me then, knowing, knowing that I can't get a refund? that I have purchased a product I cannot exchange for a lesser product, knowing that I didn't know about the lesser product, then why would you tell me about the lesser product? Is it part of your quest to make parents hate launch more than they already do? I mean, I came for the stench of a hundred kids' stinky, disgusting feet, but I stay for the shitty customer service, so great. The good news is my pass gets the 15% discount off birthday parties. It's not as good as last year when it was 20%. So, yeah, cool. Uh, anyway, yeah, that, so that's that's the good news. Uh, so the kids bounced, and, and now up in the little parents' waiting area where you can just sit. They used to have just a bunch of tables and chairs. That's fine. That's all we need. Now they have replaced all but about three of those tables with a, two big rows of massage chairs, which, of course, you can't get a massage unless you swipe your credit card or insert cash. So in the ever... In the ever uh, unending quest 
to uh, to nickel and dime everyone for everything, everywhere, in every possible way. You can't just drop your kids off after paying hundreds of dollars for their birthday parties and for their tickets and for snacks and for the stupid socks that you have to wear and all this other shit. Now you have to go and either just sit in this stupid chair that doesn't massage you for free or pay to have a massage chair massage you. Or you can go sit down at the lunch tables where you have to order some food from the snack bar to uh, to partake of uh, to sitting at the lunch table. So that's it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun fucking summer at lunch. I can't wait. But that was fine. And then we got home. We picked up Kim and we went over and saw. We did see Aladdin at Chunky's. And man, I gotta tell you that was good. Aladdin's fucking good. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It was entertaining. Still a little too long. A little too long. A couple songs, a couple of the new songs, they didn't need. One of the songs sounded just like, I, I couldn't tell the difference between that and J- Princess Jasmine sings a new song. And it's a nice song because it's about empowerment and that kind of thing. And it's great. But it sounds like every goddamn song in Frozen, which I hate that movie. I hate the music. I hate Frozen. And so that was the only thing that dragged it down a little bit was hearing a song that was too eerily similar to Frozen. So I'm sure it'll be the biggest, most popular song, and everybody's going to be singing it for years to come. The funny part is at the end of the movie, everything's wrapping up. You know, Aladdin, it's all it's all ending, blah, 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 blah. And I turned to Kim and I said, wouldn't it be funny if they did something like back in the back in the 90s, back in the old days where Will Smith, like Men in Black, Wild Wild West, all those songs where it would get to the end and he would have a rap at the end of the thing and they all sound the same. You know, ha-ha, ha-ha, uh, uh. So I, I turned to Kim and I said, wouldn't it be funny if I just did this rap during the credits? Like, yeah, yeah, Aladdin, ha-ha, ha-ha. But wouldn't you know the fucking credits start rolling and all of a sudden, ha-ha, ha-ha, it's Aladdin, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, I love Will Smith, by the way. I have Fresh Prince, uh, the music, the TV shows, the movies, everything I... Like, I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Bad Boys 2, shit just got real. Uh, whatever. Give me Will Smith, anything, and I'll sit down and watch it. So that's fine. I'm like, great. They let Will Smith go old school and do a little Aladdin rap at the end of the thing. What makes it worse is on top of that is you've got Will Smith. Ha ha, ha ha, Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, Aladdin. On top of that, you hear... DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled, yeah. Like, <laughs> so you've got Will Smith rapping, and you've got fucking DJ Khaled, who is the king of completely useless, uh, unnecessary, like, he adds nothing. He take he actually takes away from songs. There are, like, talented singers and musicians doing these songs. I don't even know. He seems to be on every fucking song. And then it's, you know... They've got talented singers, talented musicians. Whether I like the song or not, there's a lot of talent there. And then on top of that, you got DJ Khaled. And that's all he does. He just screams like a fucking idiot. And I know he's a producer and he's a this and he's a DJ. And he's I'm sure there's like I'm not giving him credit for things that he's done. But as far as what I see and what I hear, he just stands there looking like an idiot going DJ Khaled. And that's uh, so get ready. If you go see Aladdin. You're going to get the Will Smith, not to spoil it, but yes, during the credits, you get a Will Smith rap, and you get DJ Khaled. And I I couldn't believe it. I, I could believe it, though. Oh, man. 
so yeah, it's just a weekend of uh, roast beef, funky funky meat, and uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so I did want to share some feedback that I got from Shimo regarding the Road Rash book. Hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you've already listened to the Road Rash book, episode four. If you haven't, go listen to episode four, then come back. So... I mentioned that Nate discovered his name in the Road Rash book at uh, at a sleepover that he had at my house. Uh, evidently, that's not true. So, according to Shimo and Nate, you'll have to uh, you'll have to keep me honest. You you be the deciding vote because it was you. You're the one who experienced it. Joe said that it was at his 13th birthday party in 1993 sleepover birthday. In the morning, we were all playing video games, and I brought over Road Rash to play on the Genesis. Obviously, the instruction book was inside of it, and so we're all playing Road Rash, and that's where Nate discovered that his name was in the Road Rash book, which I have no recollection of Joe's seventh grade. I remember the sixth grade birthday party, the sleepover, the Royal Rumbles, the wrestling that we had in the in the sunroom at Joe's house. I remember the fifth grade birthday party, going to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, and then going to Pizza Hut afterwards. Uh, I remember, of course, as I mentioned, the third grade birthday party was the Nintendo party, the infamous Nintendo party. First grade was the dinosaur party. I remember those, but I have no recollection of the seventh grade birthday party at all. I remember going to a birthday party sometime in elementary school, and I'm not sure if it was his birthday party or somebody else, but I remember Matt Phelps at the end of the birthday party dropped the bowling ball on his foot. I think it was his birthday, too. I think it was his party. We were probably seven, eight years old, something like that. Seven, eight, nine years old. I don't know. He dropped the bowling ball on his foot, and he was crying. And I was trying to be a good friend and console him. Oh, Matt, are you okay? But for some reason, I don't know if it was like a nervousness or what it was, but I was uncontrollably laughing while I was trying to console him and ask if he was okay. So I'm standing over this kid who's just like waterfalls of tears are coming down his face. He's grabbing, he's clenching his foot, and he's rocking back and forth, and he's just crying, crying, crying. And I'm sitting there like in between bursts, bursts of laughter. I'm asking if he's okay. So instead of just walking away, knowing that I was going to start laughing, I decided, hey, you're feeling like shit. I can't control my laughter right now, so I'm going to sit here and laugh in your face while you're crying because you dropped a bowling ball on your foot. Admittedly, if you saw the way that he was crying, you probably would have laughed too. <laughs> he's a good kid, but it was, come on. He's, he's fine. He lived. His foot's fine now, I'm sure. I think he's doing okay. So we can laugh at it. Kid drop. What's funnier than that? Bowling ball on the foot? Come on. The only thing better is football in their groin. Anyway, so so so, according to my sources, according to Shimo, the Road Rash book was discovered by Nate at the 13th birthday party sleepover in 93. I knew it was that year because that was 7th grade. I knew that's when Nate would have discovered the Road Rash book and his name in it. I just... I. Yeah, I didn't remember that birthday party at all. So, I'm thinking back to that uh, that upstate New York Canadian slash brain damage accent. I don't think I didn't do a good enough job. Hey, I need my smokes. See, that's like I need to get down there. Yeah, they they say a lot of things. It's almost like there's a Chicago. A New York Canadian brain damage accent there, so we gotta get my uh, pack of USA Gold Light 100s. And they say things like 100 is like 
H U N D U R D hundred. Go to <laughs> yeah, like a hundred dollars of scratchers and uh, a USA pack of USA Gold like one hundreds. Yes, definitely get a hundred dollars worth of scratchers. That's a great idea. I've never called them scratchers. This is the first time I've said that. Oh my god. Let's turn that off. Uh, so, yeah, so that was the, the... So Nate discovered the Road Rash book actually in seventh grade at Joe's sleepover party and not at my house, which is what I had always pictured. Uh, so, yeah. So that's just an update to that story. Uh, today is, in fact, Father's Day, and I don't mind reading. Some of my Father's Day cards from the kids. So we got something that Kaylin made in school. Father's Day. The Scoop. Father's Day edition. And uh, my dad was voted number one because he's very funny and he's so nice. Which is correct. I love when my dad kisses me goodnight and is funny. Three fun facts about my dad. He's very funny. He is awesome. He is so nice. My dad likes to play games. Uh, come on. You're killing me. That's beautiful. That's that's beautiful. And it's true. I'm so nice and I'm so funny. She's right about that. What a sweet kid. I love I love getting this shit, man. It's so good. Then the best thing was that I so Kimmy and I for years used to get each other if we got each other birthday cards and I would do this with my sister, I would do this with a lot of family members. Whatever the holiday was, I would get a card for a different occasion. So if it was like a... Yeah, I don't know. I would get like... I, I remember some kid I didn't even know. We we went to their graduation and I got some Chewbacca, like five-year-old birthday. It was one of Kim's relatives. I don't even know who it was. But I thought that would be funny. I'm sure she didn't think it was funny at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, for weddings, I get I get like Optimus Prime birthday cards or... You know, just anything. Anything that's completely unrelated to the event uh, for which the card would be otherwise appropriate. So, uh, Cam got me a card for Father's Day that says, Your wonderful medical care means so much. You make the world a better place for all those whose lives you touch. Hope all the good care you give to others comes back to you. Thank you. And then Kim wrote in, And Happy Father's Day. Cam in pen wrote, I hope your medical care makes your back feel better. Love, Cameron. So this is clearly uh, some thank you card for a nurse or some person who gives care to others. And that was the card for Father's Day, which really made me laugh. For <laughs> Kaylin got me a card that just says, Our thanks. It was very much appreciated. And that's the card. But then written in, uh, Kim wrote in, our thanks, being our dad, it was very much appreciated. The happiest of Father's Day to you. I love you, Dad, Kaylin. So that was a nice way to kick off Father's Day, to get those cards to be uh, start off the day with a good laugh. So that's, that shit's funny. It still, still cracks me up. I love a, a card for a different occasion. I mean, I've gotten like... I think I've gotten like Hanukkah cards for people's weddings. I probably, I'm sure nobody likes it. I'm sure they all think it's stupid. Like, okay, Hopkins, the joke's old. Oh, that's water, baby. And uh, I don't care because it's funny to me. 
And uh, so anyway, uh, speaking of Father's Day, one of the all-time great fathers is O.J. Simpson, as we all know. Great husband, great father, just an all-around good human being. And so it's nice to know that on Father's Day, uh, 25 years after some mystery assailant that will just is so elusive and so good at committing a crime and covering it up perfectly and the justice system works so well that this uh, mystery murderer has been in hiding somewhere for 25 years um, so it was really appropriate for the non-killer OJ Simpson to create a Twitter account on pretty much a, a couple days removed from the 25 year anniversary of uh, of those gruesome murders that uh, somebody committed and definitely not OJ. He was so distraught that um, he led, he hid in the back of Al Cowling's car, the white Bronco police on a led police on a chase. Uh, Everybody was watching during the NBA finals. And that's the kind of thing that you do when you're so upset over somebody being murdered by someone you just know you probably you probably just knew deep down inside we're never going to catch this guy and i'm so unhappy i just want to hide in the back of my friend's car and have the police chase us for miles and miles on the los angeles freeway because i'm just so bothered by this this grisly uh event i mean that's that so so it's appropriate that he has a new twitter account on the anniversary almost on the anniversary of of those murders uh ron goldman and nicole Nicole Brown Simpson, is that her name? Nicole Simpson. Anyway, uh, so it's really exciting. And I'm, I'm sure I, probably a lot of people are really happy because they had thought and hoped that, you know, even though he never went to prison for that crime, he still ended up in prison for the sports memorabilia thing that he did. And, and we just thought, okay, well, whatever, we'll take it. He's in prison and he'll just rot and die there and we'll never hear or see from him again. But luckily, uh, for those of you uh, who obviously are still, we're all still working really hard to try and find the real killer. Um, and hopefully this is this will be part of OJ's mission with his Twitter is to help find the real killer, I'm sure. Uh, but he had this, uh, he posted his first video, and it's just really great. Just a great guy. Just a really great guy with a lot of great things to say. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get the... Read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there. So this one, at the real OJ32, is the only official one. So this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. So God bless. Oh. Take care. Oh. Good. He's got some getting even to do. I'll bet you, if I if I really think about it, uh, I'll bet he's going to get even with the real killer. I'll bet you. I'll bet you that's the whole purpose of this Twitter account is he's going to get even with that guy, whoever he is, wherever he might be. We haven't we haven't seen you know even 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 a whisper of this guy or even any any evidence or DNA that would point to somebody else. But if anyone can find the real killer, it's OJ. If anyone can find the real killer, OJ is the guy to do it. So uh, yeah, he's he's all about getting even and settling scores. That's uh, that's some promising and definitely not threatening uh, language too. 
he posted a second video. Let's take a look at this. Hold on a sec now. Here's OJ. Hey, Twitter world. You know, for years, people have been able to say whatever they want to say about me with no accountability. Mm. But now I get to challenge a lot of that BS and set the record straight. Mm -hmm. More importantly, I'll be able to talk about everything, especially sports, fantasy football, oh, yeah. and even politics. Oh, good. But for now, let me just say to my fellow fathers out there, happy Father's Day. And God bless. Okay. Happy Father's Day. Who he wished us, I mean, fellow father, he's wishing all of us a happy Father's Day. I know that when I woke up this morning, you know, the the personalized cards from the kids and the humor and the sentiment was nice, but it really, it was a good Father's Day, you know, talking to my dad on FaceTime and getting to chat with him for an hour and just talk about a bunch of things and, and laugh and have fun, uh, you know, that was nice too, but really, those all made it a good Father's Day. It wasn't a great Father's Day until OJ showed up and wished me a happy Father's Day. So that was really, really nice. And so, yeah, good for him. So, okay, so let me think about this. So he is he's coming to get even and settle scores and talk about politics and fantasy football. So that's cool. Um, so, OJ's, so OJ's back to discuss politics, fantasy football, and get even. And... Uh, you know, got uh, got a pretty good, uh, you know, united and uh, and peaceful uh, political landscape happening. Um, you know, hopefully we'll show up and and Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable will be uh, will be the kids' physician. That, that's probably the next thing. And you know, maybe Roman Polanski will be the principal of the school. Like, that's the only way that this could get any better than the current situation. OJ's back, baby. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's going to get even, and he's going to talk fantasy football. I'm going to talk about fantasy football. Like the one time that I was making my draft picks for the fantasy, the upcoming fantasy season, and another guy on the league picked a guy that I wanted for running back. And I thought, oh, man, if I was there with that guy right now, I would slit his throat. Or at least that's what a real killer would say, but I'm not a real killer, so I wouldn't do such a thing. I thought, boy, if I were a killer, I would slit that guy's throat for picking ahead of me and getting the running back that I had so hoped to get. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to get even. I'm going to get even with all the people who saying all this BS about me, about OJ. You know, they've been calling me things like murderer, and they've been pointing to my DNA evidence, and the fact that I left evidence at the crime scene, and the fact that no other actual killer has, has come forward or even remotely come into, uh, into being discovered with their DNA and things like that. That's a bunch of BS. In fact, I'll bet you I'm going to use a word like fake news. I'll bet you a hundred thousand dollars that i'm gonna start using words not just bs but words like fake news because that's what this whole thing is i'm as innocent as they come and i'm gonna talk about all my favorite things you know like one time i was standing in line at dunkin donuts and there was one more glazed donut left and the guy in front of me got the glazed donut and i thought man oh man if I were a murderer right now, I would take that guy out back and slit his throat and slash him up to pieces and then get in the back of Al's van, get in the back of his Bronco and go on a high-speed chase down the highway. But that's not me. I'm not a murderer. I'm O.J. Simpson, football hero. And that's it. A great father, a great husband, and definitely not a murderer. I mean, 
Would a murderer go on Twitter and talk about getting even with his enemies and getting revenge on those who have talked and who've said BS things about me? No, sir. No murderer here. Just good old OJ. In fact, if I was such a terrible guy, would I have would I have murdered anybody in the last 25 years since Ron and Nicole were murdered? I mean, I think that's pretty good. The fact that I haven't murdered anyone in 25 years doesn't make me a very good murderer now, does it? So if I didn't murder anybody in the last 25 years, how could I have murdered those two people 25 years ago? Would a murderer just sit around for 25 years not murdering? How about all those times I wanted to murder and I didn't do it? I think that's pretty good of me. I think that proves to you that I'm definitely not a murderer. I got a little getting even to do. And by getting even, I mean finding the real killer. He or she is out there somewhere. I got a little getting even to do. And if anybody tries to say BS things and fake news about old OJ like they've been doing for the last 25 years, I'm going to get even with you too. In fact, I've got a lot of people I'm going to get even with. For instance, like I mentioned, that guy at Dunkin' Donuts, you took the last glazed donut. I got a little getting even to do. To that little old lady who cut me off in traffic. I got a little getting even to do. In fact, you like to cut me off? How about I cut you off? I mean, in traffic. Because I'm not a murderer. Now, as for that baby that was crying on the airplane last week, disturbing everybody on the plane, including old OJ. I got a little getting even to do. To that guy in the fantasy football draft, like I mentioned. You picked Patrick Mahomes, star quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. That was supposed to be OJ's pick. To you, Mr. Patrick Mahomes, draft pick stealing guy. I got a little getting even to do. What about you, old man on the golf course who had a heart attack on the eighth green, holding up me and my golfing buddies by a good 20 minutes? I got a little getting even to do. To that little kid who got on the elevator the other day. And you hit the fifth floor button thinking you were going to get off at the fifth floor. Then you realize you had to go to the sixth floor. So you had to hit that button too. You held up old OJ. So you know what that means. I got a little getting even to do. And to that little old lady who was trying to cross the street. Hit that crosswalk button so the lights changed. Then at the last minute you realize your doctor's appointment was on the same side of the street you were already on. So you didn't even need to cross the crosswalk of the street at all. To you little old lady, I just want you to know. I got a little getting even to do. And finally, to that little kitty cat. Ran out in the street while I was driving my car. Made OJ have to swerve his car around the kitty cat. Just a little slight little bit. Man oh man, I don't like when kitty cats run out in the street. Causing OJ to swerve. So you know what kitty cat. I got a little getting even to do. That's right. OJ's gonna get even. OJ's coming for you. You better run. So, this should be a lot of fun. Oh uh-huh.
Ah. Okay. I think I've got one more story to tell, and then we'll be done. Yeah. Alright. Fade this music out, please. Uh, yeah, so... I mentioned I had one more story left to tell, and now the day is, uh... Is mostly over. This podcast has taken, actually, an absurd amount of time. That intro that I mentioned way back at the beginning that took me, like, two hours... Well, somehow I lost the whole thing. All those, all those samples and clips of Grandma Cliff and... Uncle Cliff, I had so carefully arranged just the right way that I liked it. And somehow, some way, I must have moved a track over them or did some stupid fucking thing because they were all gone. So what you're hearing now is take two. And I, sh- and I, knew, when I, I knew when I made those, those the, all the little samples of the Cliff family members at the beginning, at the intro, and, and I should have just saved it as a new template, but I didn't, and that's stupid. But hey, here we are. Fixed it. It's really late. It's really late in the evening. And those video games are calling me. I have to get to them. But I said I would tell a story. One last story. So fuck it. Uh, so the, <laughs> this story is, you know, we I talked about uh, my best buddies, Joe and Nate, all friends and all that stuff. And one of the uh, one of the memories we're jumping into high school here. This would be the first time that I got high off of marijuana and I was with Nate we're we're no longer squabbling over sir and monsters rings and uh, power pads and Super Mario 2 and any of that stuff road rash books that's all the thing of the past for the most part and we're uh, you know just a couple of couple of high school buddies hanging out on a I guess a Friday night I don't even know um, but the two of us, we went to somebody's house. I don't even know who this person was. I don't know what, whose house this is. I don't know where we were. Somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. Some kid's house. Parents are away. Blah, blah, blah. Nate had some weed. And I said, okay, I would like to, uh, I'd like to partake. And, um, and so I did. And so I did. And so we, we drove out and sat in the car. We smoked a little weed. And up to this point, I think I had I had tried it a few times, and to no avail, no effect. So we went inside, and we finished smoking some weed, and went inside to this house filled with people I don't know. Not a ton of people, but a few people, and I don't know any of them. And the first few minutes, I'm okay, like saying hi, introducing myself, and all that stuff. Kind of looking around, nice house, hanging out in the kitchen, talking, and then it hit me. <laughs> It really fucking hit me too, uh, because all of a sudden uh, we're just we're standing in the kitchen talking. It's a bunch of strangers, you know, some of Nate's friends or something. It might have been bandmates or something like that. I don't even remember. I don't know who fucking whose house it was, but we're there, and all of a sudden stuff just started to feel and look different to me. I started, you know. Uh, I started hearing like music playing, like that kind of thing, uh, which, as I realized now, was as Kim told me, it was probably just my heartbeat that I could hear. As I, as I, uh, uh, you know, as my conscious self uh, faded deeper into my f- actual body, something like that. Uh, so I'm hearing like it's, it's, it's probably my f- heart beating 
a mile a minute. And, uh, and then people, people started to show up. I don't know if this was like a party or I don't know what it was, but people started showing up. So I'm standing in the kitchen, just kind of casually leaning on the counter. I'm talking to Nate, talking to the other guys. I don't know who they were. And then these two people walked in like a boyfriend and girlfriend, or I don't know. It was a guy and a girl and they walked in and I'm just hearing, and I look down and like down by their feet, there's like a fog machine and there's fog and there's smoke and all this stuff. And it looks like I'm, I'm like hearing this music like at a disco and I'm seeing fog machine and I'm seeing lights, you know, like an entrance for a wrestler. Like I'm seeing like, you know, remember in Chappelle's show when he does the Rick James and he's seeing Rick James for the first time. And there's like an Eddie Murphy or Charlie Murphy's describing it and there's fog and there's the lights and everything. And it's like a halo, like an aura over him. That's what with these two people I didn't even know when they're walking through the door. And I just see this halo, like this aura over them and this this music it's it's thumping music and the smoke machine and there's lights flashing and i'm like man that is some entrance just walking into the kitchen how do they do that this is unbelievable and at that time i started i kept readjusting my feet because i thought that i was on a moving treadmill that my feet were were just slowly sliding across the kitchen counter or a kitchen floor as I was leaning against, leaning against the counter. So I kept having to like fix my feet. And I'm here, and people are guests are coming through the door through this light show and music and uh, and and uh, fog machine displays and lights and things that are, none of which is actually happening. I'm just like this is what I'm just I'm just seeing, and you know, and then I kind of like you know, do a double take and realize that, that that's not actually happening. So that, that kind of dis, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's no fog. There's no, so I'm, okay. There's no fog. I'm not seeing now. It's like back to, okay. I see the kitchen. It's normal. It's normal looking again. Okay, fine. That was just a quick thing. Maybe that was it. I was high for a few seconds. Now I'm like, now I'm back to normal. And then all of a sudden these people keep coming into the kitchen and I, I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to introduce myself. I'm trying to be social. Hey, how you doing? I'm John. And uh, I can't, but I can't move. I'm just like stuck to the kitchen counter. My feet are sliding across the floor, even though they're not actually sliding across the floor. So I keep like, I keep like readjusting myself and re-anchoring my feet to the floor. And Nate just kept looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. I'm just trying to get my footing as I'm standing on a flat kitchen tile floor. Just I'm just trying to get my footing, Nate. Relax. I gotta just just let me adjust myself. I'm just trying to get my footing. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're just standing on the, you're standing on the floor. Just relax." I'm like, "All right." So people start coming in, and they're you know at this point I'm I'm not like I can't move, so I'm not gonna shake anybody's hand. So like these people are coming in, and this guy, hey, this is uh this is Nate, and this is his buddy John, and I can't move. So instead of instead of going to shake their hands, I do the like two fingers to the forehead, like wave kind of thing. Like, hey, I see you. I see you. Hello, chief. And so I do that two finger wave thing, but I can't feel my hands doing it. So I don't actually believe that I'm doing that. So I wave, do the forehead finger wave thing like, hey, chief. And then as I lower my arm down to my side, I'm still just waving. I look like an air traffic control because I'm just like waving my finger, like shooting my finger at these people. You know, I waved once from my forehead and then I'm just waving my finger as it goes down by my side. And then my hand is down at my hip, down at my waist. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I didn't wave to these people when they came in. So now my hand is just on my hip 
and my two fingers are just going just shooting out my two fingers like like you would do from your forehead except they're down by my hip and I'm just waving my hand from my hip to these two people that I've now waved at uh, no fewer than 112 times as they've walked in the door and Nate's just laughing he's like what are you doing I'm like I'm I don't know I, I don't I'm looking at him like, what? You tell me what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm doing. I can't feel my hands. I'm trying to wave, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no fog machine, no lights. I'm waving. I'm just like, shoot. My hands are going all over the place. I'm waving at everybody in the kitchen now from my hip. My hand is just at my side on my hip. I'm trying to get my balance on a flat kitchen floor that I'm sliding off of, even though I'm not. And I just, so I keep readjusting. And so Nate says, let's go, let's go into the, into the den or the whatever. So we went and got, they had some video games in the other room. And I think we sat on the couch and played some PlayStation. And I still have no idea. I'm, I'm playing, playing this game, we're playing Tekken or something like that. And I'm just, you know, and now we're just giggling and giddy. I'm, I feel better. Cause I'm in like, I'm in my safe space. I'm away from all these strange people. So I'm, it's just Nate and I are sitting on the couch so I can be a little more uh, out of control and not worry as much because, you know, it's, it's Nate and he knows he knows what's he knows what's going on because he's just as bad as I am at this point. Uh, and then so there's, you know, so we leave the, the disco ball area of the kitchen and we go and sit down and play video games. And then oh, the only other thing that I remember is that no doubt was playing there was actually a rate well maybe not i assume there was a, an actual radio playing in this family room living room den whatever it was we're playing video games they're playing some tunes and no doubt comes on and it's don't speak starts playing and uh yeah all of a sudden uh nate and i you know we drop the controllers and we just uh yeah we we turn slowly and look at each other and uh just start lip syncing don't speak we're not singing it not doing karaoke it's just the two of us sitting in the strangers family room with playstation controllers in our laps mouthing the words to don't speak by no doubt and uh and that was it that was the night uh i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember anything after that we uh you know we we left i guess we went home i don't know um but i do remember standing in the kitchen holding on for dear life so that I didn't slide across the treacherous uh, tile floor or linoleum floor whatever it was uh, and uh, there was a disco there was this music playing that was probably just my heart pumping blood at a feverish pace and me being able to hear it <laughs> and then uh, everybody entering through the kitchen has strobe lights and flashing lights and fog machines and me waving with my two fingers starting with my forehead and then continuously waving them as they go down to my side and then still continue to wave from my hip and then playing some video games and singing uh, no doubt don't speak to one another Nate and I on the couch and I'm sure I'm sure that the people in the kitchen were like wow those two fucking idiots are just baked out of their gourds right now and they probably turned to like, and then they, they turned to see us in the in the on the couch in the family room, just quietly mouthing words to each other, you know, sitting on the couch. It was very, 
uh, I don't know. As far as first time getting high, probably couldn't have asked for a better time, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But there weren't many times after that because it was... Uh, I soon realized it was, it was not my thing. I know there were many fun nights uh, driving around and doing that kind of thing and going to Denny's and IHOP and all that shit and uh, going to see Star Wars Phantom Menace after after getting nicely uh, nicely baked, I guess. And uh, I'm, I remember one night sitting outside in the woods, out in the yard at, uh, at Shimo's house, and Nate, Joe, and I probably having a sleepover of some kind, just hanging out, doing doing all kinds of nothing, smoking some weed. And then we ran out of, uh, you know, the, the thing ran out. This is how cool I am. I, the pipe what the fuck is it it's a pipe it wasn't like a bong it was like a pipe and it you know it was it was kicked it was done and uh you know because there were there were several of us i, I felt as though we weren't high enough so i i do remember and this is a line that nate that we always laugh at is uh you know i i said <laughs> you know nate was kind of giddy at this point having a fun time out in shimo's yard after we had just smoked some weed and it wasn't enough for me, so I told Nate he needs to... I said, you've got to stop fooling around and whip, whip us up another batch of that pot. Which he did. And we smoked it. And I didn't do uh, I didn't do a whole lot of weed smoking. Yeah, high school a little bit. Early years of college a little bit. And then, uh, actually, it was my 21st birthday. That was the last time. That was great. 2001. 18 years was the last time I smoked any any of that goddamn weed because it wasn't for me man some people it works out nicely it mellows them out whatever whatever it does for me it got me giddy for all of about 20 minutes and then uh just complete anxiety paranoia and sleepiness all that shit so it wasn't that it wasn't there were some fun times that was a good one there's probably some others that i could think of but i thought what the fuck i'll tell tell you about the first time i got high with my good buddy Nate, uh, there were no, uh, yeah, no power pads involved, no Super Mario Two, but we did play video games and we we shared the controllers and then we sang quietly, silently to each other, uh, the the in the the uh, soothing style of Miss Gwen Stefani, and that was it. And uh, yeah, and Nate uh, over the years would whip us up many batches of that pot at numerous locations. And so would Joe. I never, I didn't know, I, I didn't know how to do any of that. Rolling a joint. Couldn't, couldn't do it if you paid me. Couldn't do it if I tried. I'd have to watch YouTube videos. I don't know how any, how any of that's done. I just, it was one of those things I, I wouldn't seek it out if I was just there and somebody had it. Yeah, that's great. I probably owe a lot of my friends like hundreds of dollars, I would imagine. I never, I don't recall ever, I probably, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I paid them, paid my friends. I don't recall this, but yeah. And now it's all it's all becoming legal, with each passing second more and more illegal. So who knows? I mean, I'm not a weed guy at all, but fuck, it's it is a hell of a lot safer than drinking, right? God damn. Just oh, that fucking smell. That fucking smell makes me sick. Some people love it, not me. But there was those are some good times. Some good times smoking the marijuana. With my good friend, Nate Duel. And, uh, yeah. What can I say? That was... 
That was a long, long time ago. All right. <laughs> that's all. That's all I wanted to... Yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about was that other story. And now I'm way over time. Not way over, but I'm I'm done. It's enough for a Sunday. It's 6 o'clock now. Jesus Christ, I started this at like 1-something. Mm, this took way too long. Okay, so you're welcome is what I'm saying. Happy Father's Day to you fucking fathers out there. Um, I, I know OJ already said it, so I, I probably don't need to say it. If OJ said it, what else is left to say? Uh, yeah, uh, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Is that, is that even the email? I, you'd think I would remember this every fucking time. I have to go and I have to look at my, uh, my mail. Birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. That is the address. Uh, do you know how to spell that? I'm not going to tell you. If you don't know how to spell birthday and then boy and then podcast and then at gmail.com, I don't want your email. I think that's safe to say, right? Hopefully I didn't offend uh, too many people. I know I, I probably um, I made fun of the way New Englanders talk and New Yorkers, So I, but but nobody that's listening to this podcast, I'm talking about, you know, like the, the hillbillies out in the woods who talk like that. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Come on. And, uh, you know, keep wearing those jerseys. And... Uh, no matter what age you are, wear those goddamn jerseys because that's your jersey and that's your team and you did just as much sitting on your ass eating a cheeseburger as the guys hustling around on the field and skating around on the rink and running up and down the court. So don't ever don't ever t- let anyone tell you otherwise. You did that. You won those games. You wore that jersey. Fucking A, man. Uh, okay, I'm going to play a cliff call, and then we're really going to be done. So this call, I've decided, I was going to wait another week or two to play this, but uh, I, th- I like this call. I'm pleased with the sound. I'm pleased with how this call came. No, I'm, I'm mostly pleased. Uh, there were a few things that I, I I wanted to do a little differently in this prank voicemail to Cliff, but I think it was I think it's pretty good, though. And the premise is that Cliff's Uncle Cliff, another a new uncle, it's not Scottish Uncle Cliff, it's not this Uncle Cliffy, it's uh, it's Uncle Cliffy Baseball. Hey, Cliffy, it's your old Uncle Cliffy Baseball. Call, call him from the ball field. And, uh, and the 2-1 count is swung on. This one's deep to right field. This one's going way back. Cliffy, it's your Uncle Cliff. Call your grandmother, you son of a bitch. And this one is out of here. That's the premise. He's do Uncle Cliff, Cliffy Baseball is doing broadcasting a baseball game. Uh in uh whatever, some baseball game. And he calls Cliff to tell him to call his grandmother, because that's that's the whole purpose of any of this. He because Cliff is a son of a bitch who doesn't call his grandma Cliff. And it's killing her. So Uncle Cliffy Baseball now, you know, Scottish Uncle Cliff is called Cliff. There's other Cliffs that we haven't even played. There's a Cousin Cliff I haven't gotten to yet, I think. And there's uh, there's a bunch of uh, Heathcliff Huxt- Cliff Huxtable, Macho Man Randy Savage is called. Uh, there's lots of people calling Cliff. But this one is Cliffy Baseball calling, uh, just as the others have called, to tell Cliff he needs to call his grandmother. But he's doing he's on the phone while he's also broadcasting the game. So, Cliffy, this is your Uncle Cliffy Baseball telling you to call your grandmother, and this inning is brought to you by Elio's Pizza. That kind of thing. 
you'll hear it. You'll hear it. I don't need to fucking I don't need to fucking recite the goddamn prank call. It's just you'll hear it in a sec. Uh, so that's it. I'm out of here. Happy Father's Day, uh, all the great dads out there. And to my dad, he's the greatest. I'm glad I got to FaceTime with him, and we'll see him in a couple weeks. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a, have had a tremendous, tremendous Father's Day. And this Father's Day is brought to you by delicious Nabisco Wheat Thins. Um, that's it. I think I hope to have a, another, you know, episode six, a regular, regularly scheduled show on Friday. Hopefully, enough uh, nonsense will happen in between now and then that I can talk about because I have no topics at this uh, particular point in time. And uh, so hopefully something good will happen to fill a, an hour or so on Friday. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for emailing and texting. Thanks for your feedback. And, uh, you know, go jerseys. And also, don't forget, everybody, um, you know, positivity, right? We talk about positivity. It's stupid. And it's a waste of time, and it's moronic, and it's for jerks. But kindness matters. Kindness matters, yeah. Uh, Okay, so that's it. Don't forget it. Have a good uh, rest of your Sunday. Have a good weekend. Uh, Weekend's uh, weekend's almost over, so fuck it. Happy Monday. (laughs) Ha ha, suckers. Uh, Who am I talking about? I'm a sucker, too. I have work tomorrow. Anyways, that's it. Have a great one. Uh, Have a great week. Uh, well, hopefully we'll be back on Friday to do it again. Okay, later, Gators.
Cliffy, it's your Uncle Cliff, Cliff, calling you from the ball field. You need to call your grandma, Cliff, Cliff. I just want to tell you. Now, wait a minute. The umpires are coming out. It looks like they're going to review this play. Uh, that was that was the third home run of the night for uh, for Darnell Winslow, the great Darnell Winslow, center fielder. And we're going to take a time, time take this opportunity to take a look at the replay. And I just want to tell you that this replay is brought to you by Butterboy, Butterboy brand butter sticks. Butterboy sticks of butter. Mmm, Butterboy butter. You can stick that butter where the sun don't shine. Cliffy, it's your Uncle Cliff, and I'm here to tell you, you got to call your grandma, Cliff. Cliff, it's Uncle Cliff. Cliff, call your grandmother. You need to call her back. And they've reviewed the play. They thought the, they thought the ball was outside the, the foul ball marker, and it turns out that it was not. That, that call stands. It is, in fact, a home run. Cliffy, it's a home run. You need to call your grandma, Cliffy. I don't know who the hell you think you are these days, but you got to call your grandmother. And I would just like to take this uh, opportunity to tell all you folks watching at home, I'm sure you're all calling your grandmothers on a regular basis, which makes you good people. And I just want to tell my nephew Cliff, what do we have to do, Cliffy? We have to put it up on the big board? We have to put it up on the scoreboard, Cliffy? Just call your grandmother. I'm telling you on a national baseball broadcast in front of the entire nation, which is by that I mean the uh, town of Port St. Lucie, the town of Pizzle, Florida. I'm telling you, Cliffy, call your grandmother right now. This is Uncle Cliff, Cliff. This is Cliffy Baseball calling Cliffy Womack to tell him, call your grandmother, Cliff. And I would also like to take this opportunity to remind the fans to come on out for the 4th of July Fireworks Spectacular after our next home game here on July the 4th. We're going to have a Fireworks Spectacular to honor the birth of our great nation. And, of course, those fireworks, as always, will be brought to you by delicious Elio's Pizza. The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and a delicious Elio's Pizza in your oven. Elio's Pizza. Mmm, that's cheesy. Cliffy? I just want to tell you, one more time, you've got to call your Grandma Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy, this is Uncle Cliff telling you from from the uh, ballpark here. This is Cliffy Baseball reminding Cliffy Womack, you need to call your Grandma Cliff, Cliff. I don't know how many other ways to say it. And I just want to say uh, that this beautiful day here at uh, Slacks World Stadium is, uh, is really one of the great treasures of our pastime. Having great weather like this. Uh, having me get to announce a fantastic day at the ballpark. And also, in the middle of the broadcast, calling my goddamn nephew who won't call his grandmother. Uh, this is I don't know how many times, uh, how many different family members have had to call you, Cliff, just to tell you to call your grandma. Okay, butter boy, I don't, need, I don't think I need to tell you any more about this, butter boy. Now I'm getting upset. Here comes, uh, here comes the next pitch. Okay, this one's uh, swing and a miss. Uh, that was a fastball. Wow, 97 miles an hour. That was that was a doozy. I wonder, uh, I wonder how fast it would take Cliff to pick up a phone and call his grandmother. Obviously, he's not going 97 miles an hour when it comes to that. And this uh, this this ball game is really a doozy. Uh, tell you, speaking of doozies, how about uh, Mr. Cliffy Town Pound Womack uh, sitting around on the weekend? Uh, as I understand it, uh, toggling his balls uh, while the rest of his family's away doing doing family things with family, as you should do. Like, you know, maybe say, call your grandmother, Cliff. Anyways, Cliffy, I've got to get back to broadcasting this tremendous baseball game. Uh, don't forget Hellman's mayonnaise, Helio's Pizza, Butter Boy brand, Butter Stick.
what more can I tell you? What more could you ask for and from a day at the ballpark? It's a great, great day for action, and it's a great day for calling your grandmother, Cliff. Why don't you get up off your ass, get up off your fucking ass, Cliff, and call your grandmother? Get, get, up, get up off your fucking goddamn ass, Cliff, eh? Get, call your grandmother right now, you goddamn son of a bitch. I, I don't know why I have to call you in the middle of a goddamn baseball broadcast. And here comes the pitch. Well, two, two, one counts. And that's, that's, that's ball three. Cliffy, you've got, you've got me all, you've got me all, all worked up here. I'm in the middle of a baseball broadcast. I'm trying to tell you what you should do. You should call your, call your fucking grandmother. I, I call your, pardon my language, folks. The, the, this nephew of mine, Cliff, I'm Uncle Cliff, calling for Cliff, Cliff. This is Uncle Cliff calling you all the way for the, the baseball broadcast. I can't even speak, Cliffy. And here comes the pitch. This one is swung on. It's uh, out to center field. And that's going to be a base hit. He missed. Oh, it goes through his gloves. It goes right through his legs. That's a base hit for sure. Oh, I thought he was going to have a double, but he stays at first. That's probably a smart move. You know what's not also a smart move, Cliffy? It's calling your fucking grandmother right now, Cliff. How many more uncles and aunts and uh, cousins have to call you to tell you? Call your grandmother. She's it's killing her, Cliff. You goddamn butter boy son of a bitch. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to take this opportunity to apologize for some of the language uh, that was inadvertently broadcast over the air here in the last 90 seconds or so. Uh, we do apologize uh, for the profane uh, and vulgar display uh, that was just uh, presented to you. And I, uh, I have also just been notified, I've been handed uh, this letter saying that I am no longer part of the broadcast team and I'm being asked to leave right now. Security is on its way to escort me out. You see what you did, Cliff, you son of a bitch? Now I can't even, I can't even get out of the fuck of you, son of a bitch!